You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right? Matt, the yes, moderator, DeAndrea. Oh, how are you? Brought to you by uh, CarCast. Castrolman.com. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm good. I'm running around, making the scene, yeah. trying to figure out some things. Trying to think of things, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been busy, like not just during you know the normal schedule, but weekend after weekend after weekend since the Peterson Museum event and Classic Auto Show and and just constantly things going on. And uh, yeah, and I got yeah. a lot of travel and whatnot going on. Um, latest thing I'm trying to one of the many latest things I'm trying to accomplish is. Um, and I'm, I'm going to sort of say this out loud and then you are going to tell me if this makes sense because I always account when I'm making calculations about stuff I don't know about, I always kind of account for a third space, a third box, which is n- no, here's why they do it this way because, and you go, oh, that Okay, I didn't think of that. Right. That okay. makes sense. Because I, I don't know. So I, um, I'd i like to get on it sooner than later, get the 935 Porsche, get it ready for going to the Rolex Historics this year. Okay. So well, we'll get an early start, give ourselves a few months. Um, I, last time we took it out for Rensport in the – the the car drove fine at uh, Rolex and up the hill at Goodwood and and blah blah blah, but in the process of sort of checking it out, um, Sean realized that there was about an inch and a half difference between the center of each hub, just the center of each wheel, um, from the passenger side to the driver's side. And an inch and a half on a race car from each hub to each hub from one side to the other is significant. Yeah. It, it is not, well, we'll tweak it or it's fine or you can live with it. it. It's a significant amount. I would say anything past three-eighths of an inch is significant and anything past an inch is bordering on sort of dangerous or bizarre or very questionable like what happened what's going on something has to be broken or bent or twisted or something yeah so an inch and a half as i recall difference between center hub and center hub of each side is significant sean went through a sean i believe sort of threw a tape on some of the pickup points and did a little x marks the spot kind of move if you want to see I'll look at Kalen here. I would look at Chris. This is a math thing, but it's Asian. But he's, I have an advantage, he's not yeah. the well, he's not the kind of Asian that does good math, though. What? <laughs> what? He, he picked the one Asian that's not good at anything. So 
or I'm sure you guys are like you know something to do with fishing or something like that. But I mean, math. Here we go. So if <laughs> oh you God. if you take a square, you know, if you're if you're trying to form a slab for a garage, mm-hmm. and you put the batter boards out, the forming boards out, and the stakes and all that, and you're going, I want to do my garage. Uh, the way to make sure it's square is either Path- Pythagorean triangle, the three, four, five, you just go three one way, four one way, and it's like five across in the corner. That's to make the corners are square. But the way you square up, you're doing a garage slab, like a freestanding garage slab, you know, 18 wide by 22 deep or whatever. You just pull it from one corner to the next and then go the other way, one corner to the next, across diagonally, and you see what the difference is. And if there's two inches difference, then you bring it in, an inch in, and you'll be the, you know, you square it that way. You go diagonally. You draw an X in the middle of your square, and you go from that far corner to this corner. And that's how you can tell if things are square. So when you're doing a car, you pick up like a pickup point on the on the driver's side in the front, and then you go to the back of the car on the passenger side and pick up a pickup point, and then do the same thing the yeah. other direction. Yeah. So I think Sean did that, and things seem to be kind of copacetic in that department. And so then he went about changing all that he could do so that the right and the left side were the same. Right. And um, I don't know, many different aspects of the suspension, but he spent a, at least a week with strings and gauges and blah, blahs and had to m- make some bespoke parts and blah, 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 blah. And now he got the right side and the left side either within an eighth of each other or sort of dead nuts on. Right, right. So yeah. now all was right in the 935 universe until I got in the car at Rensport and took it out and kind of immediately noticed something seemed wrong with the way the car was tracking and steering. And you'd sort of turn, and once you started turning right, it would just start turning and go on its own, and the wheel would almost come out of your hand, and it would turn further yeah. right. And then I went around the parking lot a little bit in it. When I say parking lot, I mean paddock or whatever. Yeah try to get a little clear space in between cars and go 30 miles an hour and let go of the wheel and see which way. And it was like pulling hard and it was all jacked up. So what we then did is we then like frantically undid everything he did and then just put it back to how it was. Yeah. At the track, we're like, let's just make this as weirdly offset as it needs to be. Right. And I think it's the front uh, driver's side wheel gets pulled back. Yeah, real far to the point where there's no more gap between the tire and the fender. Like either it, it way, looks weird. It's it doesn't have you brimming with confidence when you drive the car because now yeah. it's now it's like it's so far off. So obviously it's a tub, and something in the tub is is bent. Uh, something is not true. Something is not square. So or yeah. or there's a suspension piece that is bent, but. We looked at all the suspension pieces. It wasn't And it's a little that. misleading because you're saying it's a unibody car and all the body panels fit. And if it was off by so much, why would why would like a door open and a and a and a hood close and and the gaps look okay? It's it's Well you know, I'll tell you why. I mean it could have been restored with a you know, before us and body panels were sort of fitted onto a bent tub. Yeah, in in, in my world of carpentry when you have, you know, you have a door and you have a door jam 
and everyone is always like, oh, uh, the door's not fitting. You know, start start planing the door and start sanding on the door. My thing is like, get the door jam square and plumb and then see if it's scraping. Like, don't yeah. do the door around the door jam, which is off. Like, I can get a door to work in your off door jam, but it'd be better getting the door jam straightened out right. and then putting a square door in it. Yeah. So I think on cars, if the chassis or the frame or like the tub or whatever is bent, then you start adjusting the doors and the fenders That's around exactly it, it. Yeah. and it still doesn't mean something's not bent. So what we're doing now is the attempt of let's really see if we have to make a pull on this on this tub and straighten it. Yeah, we need to get it on some kind of chassis frame or some sort of jig that can kind of tell us what's really going on with it and in what direction is it is it falling off? Like right. where, why is it bent? Where is it bent and how is it how did it get twisted as much as we think it is twisted? Yes. You know? But it also could be something like it could be the the car goes onto a you know to a to a chassis frame, and then we find out that the unit body is straight. And at some point down the line, somebody may have moved or rewelded some of the pickup points for the suspension for some reason to compensate for something. You know, maybe things have been moved and painted over and and whatnot. And because it seems the inch and a half is what throws me off. It's such a big number. In, in in this, like, how does the glass fit in the car? Not pop out with an inch and a half of twist. You know, that's what's really kind of throwing me off. In the yes, in the uh, in the race car world, that is the Grand Canyon in terms of distance off. You you, you might be okay with a couple millimeters, yeah. but not an inch and a half. So, my plan is get that thing on the table mm-hmm. and start taking off body panels and then start figuring out where we're at and we start from the tub up and we'll f- and and you know as far as the tub goes it's just a 911 tub it's a you yeah. know, VW bug you know like just straighten it out and or do new pickup points either way thorough testing meaning going up and down flower boulevard <laughs> yeah. before we load that thing in right it's going to take place we're, this time <laughs> we're going to have to drive it up and down the street a few times just uh the the, the, the worst part about it is the stupid driveway it's so steep and that car is so low we got to stand out there for 20 minutes with wood and all we couldn't even get the four gt when it came to visit couldn't get the four gt to drive in without all kinds of wood yeah so we'll, we'll we need put, to take a jackhammer to that stuff we'll uh <laughs> We'll Get definitely make the changes and then definitely this time road test it, right? Yeah. All right. Let me tell you Not about- Not track test. That's too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let me tell you about KiwiCo, projects yeah. designed to encourage confidence and creativity through play. Kids- Get a learning experience that carries over into everything they do in life. Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't have any of these, but they had these things called Heath kits. You could solder your own- digital clock or something yeah. you know but a little too rich for the corollas either way now you, <laughs> Unless can do, you need to fix an actual clock <laughs> you <gotta laughs> then do, you got to do it because you're not getting a new one you gotta do whole you could do rope no the heath kit would be the uh, yeah the, the the kit but we I still like couldn't it. do it look at this i got the plan for the walking robot right here oh, very bold that. very easy to do and uh 
I, t- I told Sonny, Sonny actually helped me make the sauna last weekend. Right. I dragged him out. Now I'm going to get him building on this. Build this robot. This Kiwi robot here. Anyway, hundreds of products focusing on STEAM. That is an acronym. That's uh, science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics for kids of all ages, zero to 16 plus. Kiwi Co. crates come with everything you need for your projects. Just choose your uh, line of crates and get them shipped monthly. Cancel or pause at any time. Makes learning fun. Kiwi's projects make STEAM concepts enjoyable for kids with uh, of all ages. And you can work out a strategy. And they make it accessible. And they're, they're, You learn. It's not just sitting around eating, playing Fortnite. It's uh, KiwiCo, right, Matt? Yeah, change the way your kid plays with KiwiCo. Visit KiwiCo.com slash CarCast and get your first crate free. That's KiwiCo.com slash CarCast for your first crate free. KiwiCo.com slash CarCast. So we'll get the thing up on the table, and whatever changes we have to make, we'll make them. But there's nothing I'm missing here, right? I mean, the first thing is is make sure the thing is true, meaning the tub. And if it's not, we're going to have to pull it and bend it and move it. And we need a true base to jump off of. Then once you get a true base, then you can start working on pickup points for suspension and then the suspension itself and see if anything's wrong with that or yeah. off with that. It's going to be interesting to see what, what it comes, what the, what the table says, what the, what the geometry says. Cause I'm wondering if, if there wasn't some modification made to the suspension pickup points, something along the lines of that. I'm, I'm curious why it's so off or why that, that driver's side needs to be pulled back so far to get that car to go straight. I mean, you look at it from side to side, it's completely different. You'd walk by, you would, it's a noticeable difference. Uh, well, so I guess we'll find out. You know, the thing about that car's restoration is it was like fair to Midland, but it wasn't a real t- top shelf right. Bruce Kenapa restoration. It was just sort of fair to Midland. And um, also, Doing the tub and putting it on the table and doing the pulls and all the hydraulics and straightening everything, that is a little bit next level. Like people, you want to do a restoration, you know, media blast the thing, paint it, have this parts like re-dipped or recoded or powder coated or whatever, and then put everything back together. The part where you really take it down and put it on that frame table, they may have skipped that part. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, I'm sure they did because something's wrong with it. But yeah, but now you open the door up to, depending on how much it needs to be straightened, potentially nothing fits now. Understood. <laughs> but what are your choices? I don't know. I guess you just got to do it right. You got you to do it right. For that car, the value of that car, do it right. Were we... Uh, I was complaining about uh, autobiography and them talking about Daytona and them showing the picture. But yeah. I don't think we ever got to that. Right? Did we get to that? We I don't think we found. We never it. found it. Um, but uh, we yeah we did talk about it at length. But I don't think yeah. we found. I think we were able Chris to find found it. Chris found it. Okay. I mean, I don't know if we got a snapshot. Of I got it, it. But you did. It was yeah. it was them talking about taking the nine thirty five and taking it to Daytona and running it at Daytona. And Bruce Myers talking about running the car. 
And again, we we like to complain about things over here, auto, automotive related. But <laughs> you're doing a show where two guys report to be experts, like expert criminologists on cars. Like, hey, we dig deep and we get the facts, right? Yeah, yeah. very intimate, you're, very serious. Yeah, and, and we drill down deep and we know our business because we're like journalists. And when it comes to automotives, this isn't some good-looking dude and a blonde chick standing there. Like, we, we take a deep dive into this stuff. And then you talk about Bruce's 935 Porsche that ran at Daytona, which is the 24 hours of Daytona. Mm-hmm. And then you pull a picture of the Daytona 500 from 1981. Right. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Let's look. In the floor of the car was where the heater channels run. And there was an access panel. And we could never figure out what that was. We talked to Bill Whittington. Turns out that they had kept their nitrous bottle in there. They had a button somewhere that they could push. It would give them another 100 horsepower. And Bill said it was fantastic. You know, they qualified on the pole at Daytona. All right. Okay. Wrong race. Yeah. We're showing a <laughs> pure stock car race. Qualified on the pole at Daytona. And they have See like a bunch of Chevys. They have custom computer graphics for some yeah, of the Yeah, I was just like, looking like at that wireframe that things. they did. It was fantastic. But. Yeah. All right. So we're seeing uh, 14 Chevy Caprices or Malibus or yeah. a couple of Fords. I mean, we're looking at Monte Carlo? stock car, Monte Carlo, like circa mid 80s or, or early 90s. Or yeah. I don't even know what we're looking at. Um, we are looking at all the same car. Now, here's where I want to yell at these people <laughs> there is no 935 in this picture. Right. If you took a picture, well, first things first. You could produce a picture of the Whittington Brothers 935 at Daytona, where where they put it on the pole. Who was driving, by the way? Danny Ungaius. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Kayla knew that, though. I don't know if he was on the pole. (laughs) Danny Ungaius. No, actually, Danny Ungaius was always on the pole of that race. And and here's legend has it. Danny Ungaius would get in a 935. He ran at Indy and blah, blah, blah. Danny and guys would get in a 935 at Daytona and put it on the pole. Okay. And then that year, the Whittington brothers were on the pole. And Danny and guys was like, what the F? Yeah. I put it on the, I put my car on the pole. Well, they had NOS. Yeah. Right. They had the NOS. The NOS. Right. right. <laughs> but you guys come up with a picture and, and don't get me wrong. I'm only yelling because this is exactly what we would do. <laughs> Somebody said, so give sad. me a picture of the Daytona race. Yeah. Somebody picked up the Daytona 500 where all the cars are stock cars, none of which would ever race in the 24 hours of Daytona. Right. None of which have ever raced in 24 hours of Daytona. Those wrong are cars, sports wrong cars, race. Completely different cars. Yeah, maybe same year. And they're all the same car, or relatively the same car, which is not what Daytona is. Daytona's prototypes, it's 935. Yeah. You would probably see some Z cars in there, like their C production. You'd see some dots and roadsters like in the past. Like they just have everything running back in the day. Right. Okay, but no stock cars. This is all stock cars from the wrong race. Right. Why are you doing this? Because somebody 
Doesn't anyone watch it and go, that's the that's five that's Daytona five hundred. Right. Somebody we don't want that. Somebody does watch it and says that, and then somebody else goes, eh, no one's gonna know the difference because they don't want to change it. And they're like, Who's the audience? Is, Who's if, the audience? If this if this car show was on the cooking channel, you're right. No one's gonna know the difference. Right. But guess who wouldn't be bumped by it's this? It's on Motor Trend. It's literally called Motor Trend. Lynette, like everyone would know the difference. Lynette would not be bumped by this. But guess who would never watch this show in a million years? <laughs> Lynette. Right. Okay. This show is meant for guys like me, and this catches my eye like a like a bass looking at a looking at a lure. So look, you can go, ah, come on, Corolla. Yeah. Stop being a bitch. Cut him a little slack, Corolla. No, this is stupid. <laughs> you're not you're letting and by the way, this is a tell that you don't know what you're doing. Right. I've, I've now learned that maybe there are other things. I've, uh, there's other things you're doing that I may not believe now because you did. This is so easy, too. You just get a stock footage of the goddamn 24 hours of goddamn Daytona, not the Daytona 500, which is a stock car race. It's 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 like saying they had stock in Daytona already. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's stock in Daytona. Maybe someone said get a stock photo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They, wrote, they, went, they literally cars. they literally googled stock photo Daytona. And again, this is something we definitely do because I just never get the like. Where's the chain? Like, how does this go from we're building a show all the way to air, and no one catches it? I always catch it. Yeah. It's super easy for me. When you're like, watching at home on TV, how many people are in that chain? Well, there's a clue. <laughs> He's driving a Porsche 935, and you have a whole bunch of Chevy Caprices, or like, yeah, you know. I don't even know what those things are. Or, you, you have a bunch of st- you have a bunch of cars from Days of Thunder, and we're showing a 935 all throughout this episode. Yeah. So, doesn't that, is that a clue that maybe we got the wrong <laughs> batch of cars? No? Yes. And, and the people who do know, I mean, Adam, you you put out your own uh, documentaries and everything. How many times have you seen each of those documentaries? And then it just, how would it not eat away at you every time you see it? You know how many times I've had to say to those meatheads that pulled the wrong picture on the wrong <laughs> car with the wrong, like, the Shelby Daytona. It was a, and I'm like, that's a 280ZX. Yeah. You know, like I've had guys go, I, I got into an argument. With Nate? No. I mean, yes. I've got an argument with Nate. I got in an argument with Tony, the editor. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, you said Willie T made a switch to the Deatley racing team, made a switch to Corvettes. In Uppity, he was driving uh, Camaro okay. and for Deatley, and then they switched to the Corvette, a red Corvette. Red Diatli was a race team, and then a red Camaro. And uh, then we do this thing where at some point Willie's telling the story, and uh, he says uh, he's at Road Atlanta, it's during practice, and he's going into the bowl at 180 miles an hour, and uh, Logan or some guy like takes him off the track. And uh, Tony, the editor, cut in a red Diatli, whatever car, like going off, there's like dust everywhere, like go, going off the track. And I'm like, that's not a Corvette. That's a Camaro. Right. And he's like, uh, pretty sure it's a Camaro. And I was like, no, it's red. And it's a little hard to tell because a lot of dust flying. That is not a uh, Corvette. Corvette. That, that's a Camaro. And he just said he switched into the Camaro and now he's 
got bumped off the track and you got him back in the you know, yeah. switch into the Corvette and you got him back into the Camaro. And he's like, I'm pretty sure. And I'm going, well, this is the problem with all you guys. Now we have computers <laughs> and we have screens, we have eyes and we have brains. So pull it up. And he pulled it up and it, it was a Camaro. Now right. it's red and it's kicking up enough dust and it's kind of coming at you. And I don't have stock footage of a Corvette, a Diatli Corvette that's red going off the track and apparently near to Tony. Right. And so I said, all right, I've given it some consideration and that's fine. But let it be known. Right. I saw it and he's not <laughs> driving a Corvette. Yeah. And Tony thought it was the Corvette because his first response was. He, just, it's he did what a lot of people yeah. do. They just made it that in their mind. Right. Like it just is. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, use your brain. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys about Wrangler. Everyone has a favorite pair of jeans that fit perfect and always look great, and no one knows this better than Wrangler. Wrangler jeans, they're made for modern-day adventurers. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, these are the jeans for you. They have classic and modern styles and a range of fits and a price that works for you as well. Plus, they have the vintage re-releases. Those are always good. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for both men and women. Wrangler, denim made for the modern world. Check out Wrangler.com. All right. Let's see. Let's talk to uh, Jennifer, 38, New York. Yes. Jennifer, what's going on? Yep, that's me. Hey, what's going what on, up, guys? Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. Hey, I'm actually in the Newark Airport right now. Newark. From Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh. I've been up since 245. Oh, nice. And hey, hey. Hey, Adam. Yeah. I just ran into someone that knows you. Mm-hmm. So I'll tweet you a picture. You guys took a photo together. Oh. We took but anyways, a... who cares? Well, is it someone um, we know? You can say their name? Was it a TSA guy? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, wait. I got the name. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, he uh, gave me free drinks to all flight. Because of you. Free well, drinks? maybe not even because of you, but here, here. Howard Aronin. Hmm. A R O N I N comedy. Anyways. Hmm. Who cares? I'm well, calling we'll see the cut. picture. Yeah. You guys will dig it up. Here How do you give you free drinks? Because I don't know. And then somehow <laughs> they knew it was my birthday, so they're like, oh, hey, burr, burr, burr. got on the blower. Happy oh, birthday. Happy so birthday. I had like, I don't know, 5 a.m. or something. Hold on. I love talking to chicks when they're sleep deprived. Like, <laughs> I ran into a comedian at the airport. Yeah, he gave me free drinks on the flight. How do you do that? I don't I know. No he just gave me free drinks. Like, uh, okay. Did he buy them? Did he steal them? Is he, is he under arrest? You, you what think, happened? You, you think the flight attendant is just going to take your word for it? Oh, no. He's he's back in the lounge, but he definitely yeah. he bequeathed me free drinks. <laughs> he also said I could fly the plane once it leveled out. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not, we're not, I'm not talking about taking off here. Right. I mean, that'd be crazy. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. You don't know? He just said you can have free drinks. Hey, All Jennifer? Right, I have to tell you, my husband, he's like, are you talking to Adam Carolla right now? I was like, whatever would you think that? How, <laughs> did, this com- that? how did this comedian give you free drinks on the plane? <laughs> yeah. Babe, how did they know my birthday and gave me free drinks all flights since fucking four, oh, four o'clock his, in the morning? Oh, birthday. Her birthday. Government Her birthday. cheese. Government cheese. That's what it is. Okay. okay anyways, my yeah. question is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's pull it back in, you guys. Yeah. 
I'm going to get my luggage right now. All right. So thanks for wishing me happy birthday. I happy birthday. Yeah. yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Nitrogen versus oxygen in your uh, in your tire pump. Hey, how come we can't get on a motorized vehicle like that? <laughs> motorized vehicle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hang on a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just brought this up the other day. Nitrogen versus side. just air. Nitrogen yeah. is better. Yes. Um, because... It doesn't change pressure when you right. heat up the tires. It doesn't expand like air. So if you put the air has some water molecules in it that yeah. expand. I think that's what happens. Right. Yeah, but when you're you're on the track, you go out there cold at you know twenty two psi. You do a few laps. You're up to twenty eight. The whole point of nitrogen would be to to keep it the same. Yeah. And uh, I think a Nissan GTR comes from the factory. Yeah. From the, with nitrogen. Yeah, some high-performance cars do. I also said, when somebody said, you can tell me if this is apt, you know, when somebody said, well, what about me putting it in my Subaru or me putting it in my SUV or whatever? I sort of said, oh, it's like it's like you took a, a big tumbler, you put ice in it, you filled it with Diet Coke, and now you wanted to put a little scotch in there, and you went for the, you know, single, single-aged, you know, single malt, 16 year yeah. you know whatever and i'm like ah just get some cutty shark and dump it in there and like well, what, what, what about the good stuff yeah. and it's like eh, you could use the good stuff and yeah. it'd be fine but it's not it's kind of a not a good use of the good stuff right if it's not you, it's not gonna hurt yeah. but save the good stuff for sipping right you know what i mean yeah. and so if you got the subaru station wagon it's not gonna hurt but it's not going to make that big a difference yeah, i wouldn't it's, go out of my way to do it you know right but if you had the gtr or Ferrari or Lamborghini. Yeah, or then I would go very hand. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing McLaren and these kinds of cars come with them. And I thought some Costco locations with the tire changing would do uh, nitrogen if you wanted. So if you're getting tires at Costco, sure. Are we running them in the race car? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's do that. I think we should do no, that. Because most people, well, like when we ask the other teams, what are you, what are you running with tire pressure and stuff? And they'll go, oh, we're, we're at 22 cold and 26 hot. You know, right. Everybody sort of compensates for that. Right. But we should just get a nitrogen bottle, right? Yes, we would have to, yeah, get a bet you a, a Leno would, bet you Leno would do that. Yeah, he would. He didn't race that much, though. I know. That's why I said would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me tell you about Castrol Edge. Stronger under pressure. Engines can lose up to 10% of performance due to friction. Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure. Keep metal apart. Fight power-robbing friction to unlock exhilarating performance three times three times fool three times fool <laughs> stronger than uh, leading full synthetics in the viscosity breakdown test edge formulated in ways succeed toughest industry standards new and improved formula castrol edge so you went and did some drag racing. We did. We we talked about it on the show this week. Goldberg and I went out to the Spring Fest. It's a big Dodge get-together, 2,000 or so cars out there. And uh, Dodge invited us out. Uh, Goldberg brought his red eye and his demon. And What's his and red eye? His red eye is is a wide-body Dodge Challenger that is sort of the road race version of the demon, which is the drag race version. Mm-hmm. So we brought one of each. And I uh, didn't get a chance to, to race his 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 demon. He wanted to. He was all set up for drag racing. He got um, the rims and everything. He right? got the rims and everything, and it looked good. But uh, it was just a madhouse of of people and 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 whatnot. So it, uh, uh, the schedule kind of got tight. But yeah, before we left, uh, Dodge rolled out a pair of Dodge Challenger 
thirteen twenties. They're they're naturally aspirated three ninety two cubic inch engines. They're like four seventy five horsepower, and we got to go kind of heads up against each other. Are they thirteen twenties? So they're called thirteen twenties for the for the quarter mile drag racing, and this is. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, it's is that the time? But thirteen twenty feet. It's quarter mile. Oh, oh, 1320 oh, feet is, is quarter mile. Yeah. Your 13 second. No, no, no. no. 1320 like, feet is a quarter mile. So they call this the, the Challenger 1320, which okay. is neat. It's it's a Dodge Demon, basically, it's without weird, the Demon engine. It's a engine. slow quarter mile time. Yeah, it would be a slow quarter mile time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't get both. Well, our it was times. not a slow quarter mile time, but not the, that, that car should be. Yeah, by, by today's standards, I feel like everything could beat 1320s. Uh, what would that car be in the quarter mile? What would uh, well, is? Goldberg ran a twelve fifty five. That's right. some, some some tire spin. It could probably do like eleven seventies, eleven eighty. So thirteen twenty would be a Why disastrous. Are you picking a number that's a little <laughs> off and higher than a bad, like a bad quarter mile time for your car. Well, because I don't know. I think thirteen twenty is is so sort of famous for being a quarter mile. You're going to run the thirteen twenty, and you know, and then after the accident and drag racing, they, they got the they cut it down feet, to a thousand feet, and they got the quarter mile. But I don't know. The problem is, is Goldberg ran high 12s. Mid 12s. Mid 12s, yeah. sorry. Mid 12s, which is fine, but 1320 would have been disappointing. Oh, that would have been embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, that I'm, would have been I'm embarrassing. Just saying, I don't know. But we ran the 1320 cars, <laughs> and right. uh, we ran 1320 feet. Um, it was good. Goldberg beat me. I, I didn't get enough. I was doing the burnout, and the car was starting to, to fishtail, get a little sideways. So right. I, had a, I didn't do enough burnout, but it was fun. He didn't get the tire sticky enough? Not sticky enough. How it much was, did he beat you by? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a car. Maybe three quarters of a car. Did you start in second? Or what, how, no, how are you so doing it? They, they kind of set them up for us. They told us to just sort of line up and hammer down. They said, oh, the track is prepped. Don't worry about it. And I spun off the line, so the hammer down thing didn't really work. Yeah. So he got off the line quicker, but my my trap speed was faster. So I was moving faster by the time I got up to him. So if the thirteen twenty was a fourteen hundred, yeah, it probably would have caught up to him. Yeah, him. maybe fourteen fifty. Now, why was your trap <laughs> speed faster? So he he got off the line quicker. You got a better tra- launch because you probably didn't mash down. Right, right. And so he rolled into it. So he tripped the lines. He tripped up the beam basically, and then got up to speed. Where I tried to, I spun a little bit. By the time I hooked up, then I, I, right. I tripped the the beam, and then I was already moving a little bit faster. And uh, uh, but those are good. They're they're reduced power compared to the Hellcats, and the track is prepped. Because when we did this in Detroit, and we had Hellcats, when that car even shifts by itself, it's an automatic. Or if you hit the paddle, that's second to three. The second to third gear spins the tires again, and it gets a little scary. Mm-hmm. This car hooked up the whole time. What kind of horsepower? I think four seventy five. Uh huh. Right? That's I nice. Four seventy five. When the you know the Hellcats were like seven hundred, so or more. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And the, or is that the Demon? Yeah. So the the Red Eyes are like seven ninety seven, and then the Demon with the tune in it, like you go to the dealer and they mm-hmm. they give you the red key, and mm-hmm. you know they're eight forty. Jeez. 840 horsepower. And you could drive it every day. You could. You could drive it. What a time we're living in. I'll tell you, it is impressive, the horsepower they have there. And I'll tell you, the one thing that they had on display is they had a – Dodge built a car for SEMA called the Super Charger. It's like a 69 Charger. But they put uh, a crate engine in it that they're selling, and they're calling it the Elephant Crate Engine. 
Mm-hmm. It is a thousand horsepower and nine hundred and fifty pound feet of torque. And Did Worman build this car? He got one engine. He got the first one, I think. So you might have seen it on his show. He's got the first Elephant Crate engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just finished like the ECU tuning. So when you buy, it, you can get it with the computer and stuff. And the way they do it is giant supercharger. And to give it in perspective, think about some of your racing cars, your small Datsuns. The Challenger Hellcat has a 2.4 liter supercharger. Just the supercharger is 2.4 liters. Wow. And then the Demon has a 2.7 liter supercharger. And the Hellfit Crate engine is three liters. Just the compressor is three liters on top of a 496 engine. Sorry, how do they measure displacement? In a supercharger. I think they're just doing it just by the twin screw, the volume, the amount of this, literally just the size of, it would be like filling a a, a piston. So it's just like basically going, here's the, uh, uh, not filling the piston, but here's the bore on the block and the thing. And like, that's the volume. Yeah. And at times four or six or whatever it is. Right. Um, But three liter supercharger on that helmet engine. It's bigger than most engines on the road, right? Most, certainly most four cylinders, all of them. All four cylinders. And and a handful, a lot of six cylinders. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That is a lot of They fired that thing up. It is crazy loud. I mean, the Ford GT has a 3.5, right? Uh, Yes. The engine is 3.5 with twin turbos. yeah, Yeah, but it's. The supercharger is almost as big as a Ford GT motor. Yeah, if you think about it, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's it's a giant. It's a giant engine. It's it, but the engine's a four ninety six. I'll 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 buy it. Yeah, four ninety six with any, another three liters on top. I don't know anything anymore <laughs> because everyone's like, it's a four ninety six. Oh, big block? No, 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 small small block. Oh yeah, and I go. A it's a four ninety six. Yeah, small block. A small block. I go. That's <laughs> a big block. And they go. No, no, small no, block. No. Well, I just. I don't know what big block and small block yeah, is anymore. Now it's just the one. It's just the one. It's just block. people used to always talk small block. Yeah. And a small block was a two eighty nine, three twenty seven, three fifty. You yeah, know, three fifty one, three fifty one Cleveland or Windsor yeah. or whatever. And as soon as you got past that, you started getting into big block. Yeah. Now there's things that start with fours, but they're small blocks. Yeah. And I don't know. You can do a 454 small block. How do you make the designation, though, between small block and big block if it's not displacement? It's literally just the block you're starting with. The physical size. The physical size. So technology has allowed the the cylinder walls and things to be thinner. more, More stroke, more bore. And and the newer blocks have a longer skirt where the piston goes up and down, so uh-huh. you can pull it down a little bit further. So it's more, more, more throw. Yes, thinner wall. You know, better materials, obviously. So the thing is not only creating more volume up and down, so not quite width, but yeah. also in the width department, the stuff not big yeah. cast iron. And it, it gets really confusing because you always think four twenty seven Cobra, and the original is a big block engine, and everybody that's running like the Roush four twenty seven aftermarket engine, that's a small block brought out to four twenty seven. Do they physically <laughs> just measure like right to left and go if it's smaller than uh, 26 inches, it's a big block or, you know, small block. Or, like, there must at some point. Like, yeah, there, there are some dimensions on it. And I don't know, like, between the different manufacturers, like, is 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 the Chevy big block the same 
height and width of, of the of the of the Ford big block. I don't know. I, I'm I, we're a little bit more in, into nobody, some of the modern engines, and I'm sure somebody has all of this in their head. But and, nobody cares anymore. Yeah, it, it just seems like you just want to make the power, and it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. if you're making it with right. physically smaller dimensions. I mean, arguably, you'd be saving some weight. Mm-hmm. You know, a 427 small block versus a 427 big block's probably got to be, I don't know, 100 pounds difference? Oh, who knows? 80 pounds Everything's, difference? you know, the blocks are all aluminum now. Like, everything's yeah. aluminum. Like, who knows? Who cares anymore? Like, er- everything <laughs> works. Everything's got a computer. Yeah, that's the everything thing. Everything kicks it's, ass. It's, like, why we even bother? Well, this is why you can have a 1,000-horsepower crate engine and put it in your hot rod and drive it all the time. Just drive it. Now, do you think that's an aluminum block? I Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if that's an aluminum block. Look it up, would, Max. I mean, yeah, is the uh, is the Hellifant an aluminum block? Well, if the Hellcat is or the whatever yeah. is, then then it's based on the Hellcat. Yeah. Then if that's aluminum, this is aluminum, right? It's got to be all aluminum. All right, I'm, I'm going to venture to say all aluminum. But tell, tell me about Geico. Geico, everyone's got a to do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to pick up or drop off anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All the right. elephant is all aluminum. Right. All aluminum. It's still got to be heavy because it's got a three liter supercharger on top with giant heads. It's just. But still, uh, yeah. all, all aluminum, not too shabby. Yeah. All right. I'm doing uh, live shows San Francisco, Sacramento, Brea, Denver. I'm going to be all over the place. You can go to slash events and not Taco Bell material. We're mm-hmm. doing it at Chassis, we're doing all our films at Chassis. C-H-A-S-S-Y and get that there. iTunes or Amazon. Just go find it. I'm very proud of it. And you guys uh, seem to be enjoying it. So check that out. Shift and Steer available on iTunes and Podcast One as well. That's Pod. I will be at the New York Auto Show April 17th. I'm going to be interviewing uh, Hiroshi Tamura. He's the Chief Product Specialist of GTR and Nismo. And Nissan's celebrating 50 years of GTR Nismo. They're going to have some cool racing cars, super heritage production cars come out. We're going to record that interview and bring it over here to CarCast as well. So, until next time, it's Adam Crow for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.